Thank you for listening to the following films podcast. Today I'm joined by director and screenwriter Victor Gabriel to talk about his Sundance short film, Hallelujah. In Compton, California, two brothers stuck in arrested development have to figure out how to handle their annoying, fried chicken-hating, bookworm nephew as he attempts to hang himself with a garden hose. This is one of my favorite films from this year's Sundance. It beautifully blends levity with heartache into a film that Victor categorizes as a tromedy. And I think that's a beautiful way to encapsulate this. Uh, We go into pretty great detail about the word tromedy and the idea of tragedy and comedy blending together. So had a great time chatting with Victor. I'll go ahead and get this over to him right now because this is a great conversation and it's a great film. So hope you enjoy the show. Thanks. Hello. What's going on, brother? What's happening? Not much, not much. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. No, 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 no. Sorry for sorry for um hopping on, you know, later. Later I was trying to figure out the Wi-Fi. So <laughs> that's that's yeah. totally normal. I mean that's yeah. become the standard at this point. In time, for sure, so. for sure, for sure. <laughs> well, con- congratulations on the film, man. This is something oh, really man. special Thank you. that you've made here. I Thank you so much, brother. Thank you so much. I appreciate cool. it, brother. Well, I mean, Sundance is one of those things where you, in a week's period, you watch like 30 movies and yeah. there's only so many of them that stick with you. And this is right. one that's been running around in the back of my head ever since I saw it. So oh, thank it's you. to transcend that environment, which is not meant in my mind to really leave an impression. That's right. impressive, man. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, listen, I'm blessed. I'm happy. Thank you so much. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy that it had an impact. You know, I agree with you. Like there's so much good work out there. You feel me? Like it's a lot of good work. It's a lot of good people doing stuff. I feel like you know I'm still I'm still always learning, um, storytelling, directing, writing. I'm still so I'm always in process. So all I see is applause. <laughs> all I see is applause, man. So people tell me I'm just like, yeah, now I hope the flaws I see they don't see. <laughs> so well, okay, but that's there's something that the things that you see that might be flaws are are probably things that add to the humanity of the film. And this yeah. is so deeply rooted in humanity and feels yeah, yeah, for sure. so incredibly real. For sure, for sure, for sure. 100%. Thank you for that. Thanks for that. That's a good perspective. And I think that it's it goes just all down to this root. I mean, you, you surmised it, and I'm assuming this is your word, yeah. your word, where you called this a tromedy. And yes. I think everybody can get their head around that idea immediately yeah. because – there's not a person that I know that hasn't been to a funeral that it, with if it's somebody that you love, you're laughing at some point during that. It's, it's you get it, you course. get it, you get it. In <laughs> fact, that's like what I always say when people ask me. I mean, I, I always say, well, I mean, we all laugh at funerals. <laughs> like, like, like I always said, it's all people are always laughing at funerals. That's like the biggest thing. So, like, I always tell people that that funerals are the you when we want to see something funny, go to a funeral. You're gonna see oh. people laughing. The whole time and crying, but laughing the whole time too. So. Well, it's I mean, when it's somebody that you know that meant a lot to you that you loved, and you're yeah. sharing those things and telling stories about each other. Yeah, you're gonna laugh. The things that you right. hold on right, to. Right, 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 it's right. when they're at an arm's length that you hold them in this reverence where you don't allow it to for the the real 100%. feeling of what it means to be human. So. Yeah, and actually, and the, I think the laughter. You know, I, I said this too. I. I think the argument for most people is like laughter and sometimes humor can be used to like deflect or avoid 
and I agree that people use like sarcasm and blah 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 to avoid. But I think it's more of like a younger thing. I think as adults, sometimes like laughter is a way to actually access connection. Thank you. Even in a deeper way than even a deeper way than just purely drama or purely crying. Like I think laughter can be a way to like the fact that a person's laughing at a funeral indicates to me that this person is close to them. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like what you oh. just said. Like, yeah. And you look at the history of comedy in this country. Right. Every comedic movement in this country can be traced almost directly back to oppression. Whether right. it is, whether it's black, Irish, Jewish, all these different things, these people, like sure. rich people, and they're the ones that influence that. It's, it's, that's how, that's how we move through things. It's not deflecting. I honestly think when we say this is something that's beyond laughing at or laughing, it's not at, it's laughing through. I think is the right, it's those two words. It's like, right, changing, right. you're not laughing at something. You're laughing with it, laughing through it. It's how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, cause I don't know if you know this, I'm also a major family therapist, right? Oh, and, <laughs> no, I didn't yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, oh, and part of, part of, part of the funny, I think, again, I think you think the therapist would probably turn to a filmmaker would probably be the most dramatic. And I have been, I have made very dramatic, dark pieces that had no humor, but. I always like when I go to when I, I used to work with drug addicts a lot. Like, uh, um, let me tell you, some of the funniest, some of the oh, funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. You want to go to want to laugh? Go yes. to AA meeting right now. Go to AA meeting right AA now. room. You will laugh your ass off. <laughs> you will no laugh. Doubt. I've been in sessions with with men and just had the greatest therapy sessions ever because the dude was telling me, "Damn man, I was on meth. Hold on, I sucked two dicks. And I'm not even gay." <laughs> some of the most hilarious some of the most hilarious things i've heard have been the darkest shit like i used to work i used to work with um like girls on the street like mm-hmm. girls on the street who were like girls and adult women who used to be prostitutes and again same sort of thing like like hilarious comedic dark as fuck you know what I'm saying? And I think that I I think most people experience their stuff like that, honestly. Uh, so I even though it feels like you're like, don't laugh at that. I actually think like, no, I think we're I'm more connected to humanity when I'm laughing at this in a weird way. You do know what I'm saying? Like across races, across genders, across class. I think that's funny. <laughs> when someone so when someone laughs at something that you feel like you shouldn't be laughing at, I think it gives a lot of people across across the spec, like race, demographic, gender. to like, oh, he's laughing at, I can laugh at this a little bit. Or something about it feels very connected when you're laughing at shit. I don't, it just is what it is. I think comedians have the right of it when it comes to that. I'm not a comedian by no means, but I I think there is something, hum- something about comedians that I like, that try to like infiltrate, you know what I'm saying, sprinkle some of that. It's subversive. And it's in a way where we hold things that we say, you know, we're not allowed to laugh at this. We're not allowed to poke fun at it. And right. most of the time, it's people that have actually been through it that right. are laughing at it and that are trying to point out the hypocrisy or trying to make spin it in a way that it is actually that there's humor there. It's people yeah, that sure. are sure. not a part of that group that are from the outside that are saying, no, 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 you're not allowed to laugh at that ever. Right. And it's like, and to me, that's that's just bullshit. It doesn't ring yeah. true to me. Something like this, like your film, it rings so true yeah. because there's everything here is really emotionally driven the way that these two guys they they had no interest in being parents they weren't going to take on these two kids they had no that was not the plan they had set out for themselves 
but it's what they're left with at that moment. And it's just, there's a fuck it. We'll, we'll be okay. Attitude yeah. towards it. And I think that's what, how we all feel. You yeah. know, you have moments in your life where there's hard things that you go through and you say, well, fuck it. This is the hand I've been dealt at this moment. We're going to, we'll be okay. We'll be all right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. I, I don't think that when some well, some people go through like this. I think Instagram and social media. It's so funny. I'm talking about this, but I feel like Instagram and social media sometimes make like people's progress feel very. I don't want to say pretentious, but feel very intensely, like intensely psychological, like intensely like like intellectual or highly processed. And I always, I feel like I always laugh at that. Cause I just feel like, eh, I don't know if like the poor, I don't know if the poor, like my neighbor, he's like, he's, he's Mexican. He like 70, 80, doesn't speak a lot of English. Like, I don't know if he's thinking about some of these terms and taking up space and my ability to be inside of myself and the power to transform. Like, I don't think he thinks that he said like, I got a family I got to work 80 hours. That's it. <laughs> I, think, I think that's what he thinks. I think he thinks like I got a family that work 80 hours. I don't think he knows. I don't think he knew what he was doing. It's like I got kids. I, I try to get my, I, try, I, I immigrated from Mexico. Like I'm trying to figure it out. I don't think he knows what, I don't think he knows some of the fancy terms that people say. And I'm someone who's in higher education. You know what I'm saying? So I just think sometimes it is like that. Like, I don't know if I do something. Yeah. Do something. So I think, I think you can make decisions. And I think, boom. And then what, and, and I agree with you 100%. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that that a level of introspection that people put out in the world, first yeah. of all, it rings false to me. And if you, you talk about a time of privilege, the privilege yeah. for that, that's just, yeah, that you Agreed. have that. that Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. It's a very, it's a very, I always say it's a very, it's a very big class. I think speaking to someone who, who has been, who has a master's degree, you know what I'm saying? It feels like yeah. the realm of those who are have more money who are higher educated i think they can talk about things in that manner and then assume that this then bible like this is how we all talk about it whereas i'm consistently around particularly like poor people who don't know these terms who don't know what's happening who are like well i'm just hungry i guess i got a kid to feed so i i, I guess i gotta get two jobs you know what i'm saying <laughs> i guess i guess i gotta get two jobs like like and, and 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 that makes me feel like, huh, like it's not like I wonder how that feels. I think my thought is when I'm writing sometimes. I wonder how that feels. Like I wonder how that feels. Like I gotta get two jobs to pay. For. Like I don't. I, like, I don't know. And there's such some there's some such deep humanity, like you say, in making a decision that you encourage because I don't actually know what to do. You know what I'm saying? That's what's courageous to me. Doing things that I don't know how to do. I think doing things mm. I know how to do is cool. It's dope. But when you step into something and you don't know how to do it, that always feels like, how, how does this person figure this out? So, Well, there's no, there's no comfort. There's no muscle memory. If it's yeah. something you've never done it before, you have some things that have happened that can help guide you through that. But when you're walking, when you start on an uncharted path, that, yeah, that, that is, that is courage. That does take bravery that, or a complete lack of self-awareness and stupidity. It's one or the other. I'm not sure. And so Thank you. I love it. <laughs> And, but no, no, not in this case. It's just, yeah, uh, to, it's not, man, there's, there's things I think that if you overthink things and overanalyze things and you're not acting in a moment, you're not experiencing life and you're not feeling things deeply to, to me, yeah. cause you're just gonna, it's just gonna analyze it to the point that it, it it's kind of, it, I think of it in the way that it's like, if you spend 
five days trying to find the best price for a soda or for something that is like a dollar or whatever that is, you've right. wasted five days of your life on this right. one thing and you, you didn't yeah. gain anything by it. So yeah, that's, that's, that's beautiful that you're saying that. And I'm a notorious, well, I have the worst of, I have the, I'm, I have the worst of both worlds, which I'm a notorious overthinker and also like a chronic, I didn't, I, like, I didn't think that through. <laughs> like it's so, uh, it's so, I'm so, so when my head is so weird in that way, I have ADHD. So I think that's probably the part of it. But like, I think I think there I think there is something to I think there is something to not having to like have a lot of process about it and then just doing, you know. And I and I, and I think I think there is something like special about that. Um, and that could be the things that you're pointing out in your film. You're seeing the yeah. flaws there but you're acting from this place that felt emotionally right in the moment. And that's what you, or it was what you could do with the hours you had left in the day and those kinds of things that happen. And you're right, like, right, right. I needed another hour of light that day. So I could have pulled this off and you moved through something quickly. And so you yeah. see that, but as an audience, we actually have a totally different experience because we're divorced from the reality of making it. And yeah. I, think we- <laughs> I know, I know, don't, don't, don't. Listen, I know. I, if was, oh, I like this part. I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> you, have no idea. you have no idea how hard that was <laughs> or how effed up that was to film it. So, well, like something like when you're doing, like you have your, it's beyond a 360 degree shot when you're doing that. It's something that I know from a technical side, that's something that's hard to pull off. It's not an oh, easy yes. thing to do. Oh, yes. But you're doing it in a way that's very raw and emotional and moving through this. And it's at, a very specific moment in the film. It's not like this right. is, you've been overdoing the style the whole time and it doesn't really jump out. It's because it's building to this crescendo and that's yeah. how you handle this moment that just it emotionally, it's, it's yeah. pretty raw. And yeah, I, I think that. it works. I think it works too. I, I will say that scene like haunts, haunted my nightmares. Let me just tell you, that scene haunted my, like, I promise you. And because we basically did it in one thing, it wasn't like, and in hindsight, I should have like had more coverage. It was crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Just know, just know. I think it seems like you know, you know this stuff. Like that was that was a that was a still. I mean, the 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 days in post for that scene. Let me tell you. And like, I didn't have enough coverage. We only had like a couple of hours of shooting. I was like, fuck. It sounds looks good. Let's, go <laughs> like, yeah. like all this stuff which i'm like i was like fuck, i should have i should have just had i should have done that and then i should have also done the scene with like <laughs> like re- like a little bit regular like maybe like maybe just a wide and like like do this do that so we have more options but i mean it came out how it came out so um i'm happy that people responded to it because i oh, was for- well, it was, and big, it was a point of contention for for like me and the team. It was a point of contention for real. Really? But yeah, a good amount of people liked it, but then there was also I got other people who did not like it at all. Hmm. Who like Vic? I, I I it takes me out to film. I don't like it. So there was a good. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there was a good amount of people like no, it makes me dizzy. Ah, it's too much. Which is a fair critique. It just made me, it's it's funny. It just has a person who takes feedback from people from, I always take feedback. I always take feedback. I I don't run away from people's critique. I'm not the person who's like, who won't listen to people's critique. So, and I, sometimes people are wrong though. Like, yeah. yeah, And and the thing is with that, yeah, you felt uncomfortable. You felt dizzy. That's the point. 
It's not yeah. supposed to be comfortable. You're supposed to be uncomfortable watching this. And that's why I think it's an effective scene. It does yeah. work. I yeah. wish I was seeing this in a theater. That It's just that I was that much more immersed in this in a scene like that because it is something that is supposed to be off-putting. It's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable because the reality of the situation they're in, it's not unco- It's not comfortable. You're not supposed to be guided through this moment in, right, you know, right. with your hand held. So I think it works. 100 so Yeah, I, I think it works, too. They're wrong. I, thank you. I think it works, too. I think it works, too. I think what I always say when I give me feedback, I think, like, oh, there's more I could have done. That's how yeah. I think. Like, one of my okay. directing mentors said, like, I love this. I just think there's more you could have done as opposed to sticking just to the 360. You could have won here. You could have done this. But we didn't have time. So I was like, let's just do that. Let's just do that. <laughs> let's just do that. You know what I'm saying? Let's do that. You know, uh, but it's dope. To, to me, I feel like, and your mentor probably is onto something where things that you can do, but I tend to gravitate towards things that are in one because I feel like when you, if it's on an unconscious level, when you're cutting away to something, when you're moving away, when you're covering things, and it, it can take away from the power of the moment when you're sure, lingering. For sure, for sure. I, sure. I 100% I, agree with you. And it was intentionally, my intention is there. The yeah. intention is there. My te- for, I will say that my intention is there just you know it could be maybe 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 yeah you know i'm saying some other stuff but i'm happy but, i'm happy with that i'm proud of the work and i'm proud sure. to learn and even if it's flawed i'm proud to like learn from my flaws and that's uh, i we all can't no we don't we don't not we can't do home runs out the gate you know what i'm saying even though i think I, it's, um it's close to home run maybe Except this is a home run. This is for goddamn sure at least a triple like you, you did something <laughs> really good here i'll take man. the triple i'll take the triple i'll take the triple but and one of the ways that you, this is my segue, is uh, through the casting process. That, right. That's a big piece of this. If you don't have really the three characters, there's four, six essentially, I guess, in the film in total. But really, those three center characters, Hallelujah, and these two adult males that are going to be possibly taking him in. Um, if you don't get those right, this that's the tripod. The movie does not work. It falls apart, and they're all so three uniquely different characters who have their own point of view. They're not cookie cutter. You do not feel like this is any, they're all developed and they all have a world that goes beyond this 15 minutes. Um, This might be a weird question, but is hallelujah. Is that an avatar for you personally? Um, Um, Yeah, for sure. I mean, one, I mean, even just like how he looks is a very, like me and him are like similar skin tones. Right. So when I look at him, I see myself a lot. Like, and he, he also, he has a lot of my, he has a lot of like if you meet him, he's naturally kind of kind of like innocent, like okay. naturally innocent, like unassumingly so. He's like unassumingly innocent. He's unassumingly child like childlike. He's unassumingly, uh, I'm gonna say, just peculiar, like without like forcing it, without forcing right. it, without he just. So for me, that's part of the reason why I picked him because like. He's just like this. So this is good. <laughs> I won't have to, I'm not trying to force a kid because I've met other kids and they're just for too cool. You know what I'm saying? They just were too cool. You know what I'm saying? And not not nothing against them. It would be trying to get them to be a bit something that he just naturally has in his like skin. Um, so it is an avatar for me in the sense that he's a dark-skinned boy who loves to read. And that was me. And there's a bit of an innocence to him, which I think I also hold. So he definitely is me in most ways. I probably hold the most. I probably hold the most um, relatability to him. Um, I have, and I have a lot, and I have, and I have 
sections of the uncles in me as well. I've, I've parts of both of the uncles in me as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's he's the one character in the film that it's clearly the he, he feels like an artist in that sense. Yeah. There's something that I'm like, oh, I get this guy right away. It's like sure. I, I was the weird little shit that people didn't quite understand when I was a kid. I get that that was buried in books at a young age that was, you know, into, I I was into movies that other kids weren't watching. I was into movies, not just like the ET or whatever was coming out that I was watching things with my dad and just like those kind of entry points that I had. And like, yeah, I get this kid completely. And he he feels like a young artist to me. And that's why I was here. No, for sure. I mean, the books, the, the oddness, all of that, I'm probably not as, like naturally odd. I think I'm more internally like that. You know, I'm thinking people think I'm like an odd person when they see me, but I'm like, well, you don't know. <laughs> the level of nerdiness that I have inside of me is, is <laughs> you know what I'm saying, is, is large. So I think I come off like the bald-headed guy, Rich, um, um, Richie. Yeah. That's his name. Um, Uncle, uh, Uncle, Uncle Chetty. I think I come off like him, but I think I'm probably more like Kyle Louie in general. Like I'm just more like him. You know what I'm saying? I think I embody. I think I embody that. No, that makes that makes perfect sense, and I could I could see that. But that's again, that's the thing that you're presenting versus what's going on internally. Yeah. And I think most people that are attracted to the arts, they're attracted to film, they're, uh, to writing, to reading, those kinds of things. We have this thing inside us that's saying, "Listen to me, don't look at me." At the exact same time, at the exact same volume, where we have mm. insecurity and mm. the need for like people to look at us at the same time, and they're yeah. battling it out all the time. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. I think. I think. I think. That's, I, lo- I love that because it's sort of like. It's being honest. Sort. It's being honest about like our certain need to be on display sometimes mm-hmm. as artists. Yep. Like certain need to be on display, and you know, I think that's something I wrestle. Not wrestle with. I think I just like, yeah, I know I want attention. Um, <laughs> but I try to be honest with it because I think when you try to pretend like it's so magnanimous, I think then you start to fall, start to fall apart. And not that it's not magnanimous. Not that it's not communal because it is communal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It is communal. Not that it's not. Um, self-sacrificial. So it is that, but it is also, it is also, <clears throat> uh, there is a, there is a streak of narcissism. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Artistry, <laughs> and artistry, which I think we don't want to announce that. I think some artists don't know. Like, come on, bro. Come on. <laughs> well, it's like, it's the narcissism is undercut by the self-doubt. And then yes. that's what, that's what keeps us in check. It's like, yes, yes, so 100%. Far. I read in, um, I think it's in, the Save the Cat book. I think the Save the Cat book is where I got the quote. Ever read Save the Cat? Mm-hmm. It's, a screen, it's a screwwriting book. It's a screenwriting okay. book about teaching you how to Oh, Save the Cat. Yes, yes. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he said, I think he said something that writers are are stuck between megalomania and self-hatred. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm like, I agree. I agree. I in one sense can be like cocky and think I'm the greatest thing. And then in another sense, I think I'm like, I must be the worst. This shit is horrible. You know, and it's, it's such a, it's such an odd, it's such an odd like back and forth and trying to find your balance. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it makes us tolerable. Cause if you're ones, if you're, if you doubt yourself that much, you'll never have action. <clears throat> and then if you're so confident that you never question yourself, you're going to make shit. So yeah. it's like, it's, you need both of those to be kind of the sure, sure, going sure, back and forth all the time. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, but what's coming next from you? Because I, 
I know that you have another project that you wrote that's coming out soon. Um, but is there yeah, another directing yeah. project? Because well, I want the next. More from the you. next thing is working on the, is the feature. Um, this is a proof of concept for a feature Go. film, Go. right? It's a Go. proof of concept, for, and so right now it's just um, revisions on. I'm going to be sending the script and the short film out to uh, financiers, and um, we have been taking meetings for with people, and it's it's just. It's moving in a very positive direction, man. You know what I'm saying? So look to be shooting like end of this year, hopefully. You know what I'm saying? And that's great. Uh, end of this year, hopefully. Hopefully by hopefully by fall, we move it and cool. shooting and getting and getting and getting and getting a movie made. You know what I'm saying? And so like that's 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 the plan, man. Today's episode of the following films podcast is brought to you by Bookman's. Uh, I had my son join me today because the last time we went into Bookman's, I picked up a box set for the 4K edition of Indiana Jones. These are his favorite films. He's loving them right now, going back through all of these. Jakey, come here for a second. Talk to the people. Um, What is your favorite Indiana Jones movie? Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark? Oh, that's great. So what do you like about that movie? I like when the course starts. When the curse starts, so at the end of the movie, when all of the demons and stuff come out of the ark, yeah, that's your favorite part. What else do you like about that movie, or which other movies in the Indiana Jones series do you like as well? Um, I like the teacup. The teacup. Okay, so you, you call it the teacup. You're talking about in the Last Crusade. They have the cup of Christ, the chalice of Christ. That you like that part also. That one. Yeah, and I also like Chris, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Ooh, that, that's kind of a, um, that's not the most popular one in the series. That that one's pretty divisive. So what is it that you like about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Um, I like when they, the UFO comes and I did not know why they had aliens. You don't know why a lot of people had that same comment. They're not sure why there were aliens in an Indiana Jones movie. But you really seem to like that one a lot. Um, is there anything else that you want to tell the people about Bookman's? I know about these movies and we got a second one. Now we have DVD and Blu-ray. That's great. Yeah. Thank you very much, Jacob. I appreciate you taking the time to do this today. All right. And remember, Bookmans, they have your cool covered. Enjoy the rest of the show. Say bye, Jacob. Bye. So is this the first act of that film or is this the third act of that film? It's like the prequel. Good. Good. That's what I was hoping. Good. It's like the the prequel before the movie. Because the movie, this movie, short film is more focused on the uncles. A little, it's more focused on the uncles. It's more mm-hmm. focused on like the decisions they're making. But the movie is about Hallelujah. The movie is about him. Like aftermath of all this, the aftermath of all this is about him, and it maintains the same sort of tone, um, dark, comedic, traumatic, um, and it's and it's yeah. yeah it's, well, that that's that, and that's what I was hoping for. That if that's the yeah. case, because I had thought about this, and it's. Would I, if I was taking this as an idea, would I right. go backwards and get built up to this point or would I continue from here? And I, like, I have so much that's so economic and how you build this world that I don't need right. more in the back, that I'm ready to see more of yeah. this, this kid. And I want to find out yeah. where he goes and what his life yeah. is. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I, I, I think for me, I prefer that anyways. I don't, 
not that I don't, I love backstory, but uh, like, I'm like, you get it. Part of me, part of me feels like sometimes it's expositional. Backstory can be too expositional. And I, I, I prefer the visceral, the visceral feeling. That's my preference. I per, if, above anything, if you can viscerally connect with what I'm doing and emotionally connect, then that's my preference. Intellectually, if you don't get intellectual underpinnings or philosophical underpinnings that might be there, that's on me. And I think about those things. And mm-hmm. I like process like, like some of the things I'm thinking, like um, systemically, philosophically, psychologically, sociologically. Like That's up to me. I just want you to feel it. And if you can feel it, then I think that's my prime my prime motive, because I think the visceral emotion transcends any, it, it connects that part, what you said about the humanity and all of us, right? And I think yep. that to me is more important. All the other stuff could be in a subtext and you gather it as you watch it. And then you could think about poverty, inner city, black people, oppression, racism, et cetera. I just want you to first just feel something, feel painful, joyful, suffering, feel full laughter. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, cool. and, then, and then we'll figure it out. The thing that I love about that type of approach to storytelling like this is because that's honest. Um, When you have, if this, if you take this group of people, this, you know, these four people and you, you you were to eavesdrop, they wouldn't be sitting around talking about the socioeconomic bad things that caused this to happen. They would just be trying to move through this. You show them moving through it. And then we, as an audience, we infer all of that. And then exactly. and something Which is beautiful. beautiful. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and I prefer, I always say, I've said before, I use an example of time, like, don't tell me about the war in Afghanistan. Don't make a movie and try to preach to me about the war in Afghanistan and how bad it was and, and what and the effects on the children and the and the bombings and the collateral damage. And if you just tell me I'm going to get bored. And I'm even though it's so, even though it's so violent, I know to say that I'll get bored and I won't want to watch it feels like I shouldn't say that. What I am saying is that tell me the story about a little like a city is getting bombed in Afghanistan and the little boy has to get from one side of the village to the other side of the village to go find his older sister who's pregnant while he's getting bombed. You know what I'm saying? Tell me how's he going to get to the other side of the village while his city is getting bombed to get to his older sister who's who has to deliver, who's like, who's like <laughs> about to deliver a baby. Like you tell me that story. I'm going to feel so much about I'm like, what the, we got to do something about this. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, that's, like, if you make me feel it, you make me connect to it, like, I'm going to want to know what's going on, how, what is going on with those kids? Why, why are we letting this happen? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are we letting this happen? Why is this happening? Where the fuck is the government? Like, if I feel yes. it, I'm, I'm going I'm to ask all those questions. But if you tell me about it, I promise you, I'm not listening. Push away. I'm like, oh, la, 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 la. If you tell me about it, if that's the case, I'm just going to go read. My teacher just tell me, like, don't make the Huffington Post article op-ed. Don't 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 turn your story into op-ed article. Like, yep. tell the story. If you want to do an op-ed article, go write that. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, if you want to go do that, like, want to like go write a, a scholarly journal, go do that. Like that, which is which is dope and has a place. But in storytelling, art, my aim is to make you feel it. Is to make you feel it, and then you can hit me like. I don't know if you're, you've seen 12 Years a Slave. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. To this day, to this day, the most, the part where I like, I start crying, like tears, real tears, is when they're singing the song in the fields, right? And he's, mm-hmm. ro- he's I think he's singing Roll Jordan Roll. He's singing yeah. that song 
the people are singing. He starts singing it with them. You ain't got to tell me nothing. You ain't got to tell me nothing. Like, I heard that, I felt it, and I felt everything. I felt the whole thing. You didn't have to tell me about how bad slavery is. You sing, you, you have you have them, the slaves are in the field singing, and I feel the pain, the anger, the anguish, the loss, the injustice. You know what I'm saying? I felt the injustice of my people and how people, like, I felt it. So, so in my bones, and I think that's where, like, I want to reside in. I want people to feel it in their bones, whatever feeling that is. And then I think hopefully they can come to like asking questions about like, oh, why is this happening in this environment? Like, why is it like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, and they, and they can ask their own questions and then, mm-hmm. you know, that's have those discussions. Well, and you open up people to, I mean, I don't give a shit about relatability in something, but you allow people to feel empathy with characters because you're not on a soapbox preaching at them through these characters. You're allowing them to connect with these characters and find things in them that they know to be true. That even if it's not their experience, they can say, okay, there's an emotional common ground that we all feel that we all go through. And then you start building that up and say, well, what are the other factors that caused this to happen? How did they end up in this situation? Why are in this situation? What can we do? And that's the key to me. I, 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 I I want I want to agree. I want to agree, man. I mean, some people can do that. I, I, I maybe it's not good enough to pull off like a more of an intellectual project. I think I feel like Jordan Peele kind of did that with Get Out. I felt like it was. I mean, I felt scared, but I didn't feel like, oh no, oh no, poor guy. I was, but but there wasn't. I could tell her like there was an intellectual thread running through, which I felt like it was working well. Typically, that I think that's hard to pull off. I just think it's really hard to pull off an intellectual thread in a movie without me like like my eyes glazing over. It. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so. Well, and I, I think, and even though Get Out was the one that got all the awards and everything from him, I feel like Us really nailed that even better. Where you mm-hmm. have the social commentary, and it's um yeah, that that's just it's so invisible. Get Out was more overt, I think, and right. that's where the right, comedy right, right. came and how overt it was, and so it's an entertaining yeah, yeah. watch. Us is to me far, it's unnerving as all hell. And it's something that is just as deep to me um, yeah. and hit me like the performances there that months later just keep coming back to me. And yeah, I mean, he's, he's one of those guys just doing something really special with every one of his films though. He is, he yeah. is. Yeah. But, but I feel like you're, you're doing really, you're doing important you, work here as well. Thank and you. I'm looking forward Thank to this and you, know, so you, you can do that in comedy as well. Right. Um, it, emergency did the same thing at Sundance this year. I, I gotta go see. That's the one I have to. I have to sit down and watch. Dude, I, like I, I want to. I heard. I heard the um the 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 plot the plot or lot. I was like, oh shit! How come I didn't write that? That's my first thought. I was like, how come I didn't write that? Like, I was like, I was so irritated. I was like, fuck. I was like, <laughs> I was like, why didn't I write that? Why did I come up with that? That's that's like up my alley. You know what I'm saying? So like. I, I want to, I'm, I want to watch it. I'm going to sit down. It's, it, it has one of, it's one of those things that has an ending that goes through this emotional roller coaster where you kind of laugh and then you're just, the rug is pulled out from under it and it, and right. it all works. And it's in the, the guise of a broad comedy, mm-hmm. which it's like, it's all hidden in this broad comedy, but the whole time there's the social stuff that's coming through, but it's, it's never overt. It's never something that's detracting and it never feels like it's right. a soapbox. It's just, I don't know. It's, right. it's, sim- it's very similar in tone to what you did because mm. it's very funny, 
but there's a lot of there's a lot of depth to it in a way. And I think these are really good companion pieces, honestly. Right, so right, right. Definitely right, right. Check I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch them now. I, I'm I, I'm like I'm gonna watch this and watch this. Yeah, and and g- give it some time. I mean, it's it, God, it's so similar to yours. And the casting yeah. is fucking spot on in that movie. Right. And same with yours. And yeah, it, check it out. I think you're. I, think you're I, will, I will. I will. I will for sure. Cool. But I, I'm looking forward to the feature, man. I, I'm hoping that comes together because this is. Like I was saying, this is one of those things that there's only a handful of them that really kind of crawled under my skin, and mm-hmm. you did it in 15 minutes. So well right. done, man. This thank, is good, thank you, brother. Thank you. Uh, you honor me with your words, bro. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, no, I, it's, uh, I, I firmly believe in thanking yeah. artists because it can be a pretty thankless pursuit a lot of the time, yeah. and a lot of people can be highly critical and right. forget to just say like, "Hey, you, you kind of did something pretty great here." So I, I hope you can yeah. accept that. So I will. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate. It. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Victor. It was really nice to meet you, man. All right, for sure. All right. Take care, sir.